Welcome to Between the Headphones, a Georgia sports podcast. I'm John James, sports editor at the Red and Black, and your host for this podcast series. Each week, I'll talk to Red and Black sports reporters to get the pulse of UGA athletics straight from the source. This week, I'm joined by men's basketball reporter Samuel Higgs and women's basketball reporter Bo Underwood. Welcome to the show, Sam. Happy to be here, John. Entering the season, the narrative was kind of a new coach taking over a relatively new team. A lot of Georgia fans were familiar with Mike White just because he coached at Florida for seven seasons. But from this side, it was a little bit different. What were your first impressions of him as a coach? So my first impressions about Mike White is this is a guy who knows how to handle the SEC and playing basketball in the SEC, especially when you're traveling to enemy territory. Um, When looking at just how successful Coach White has been in his career, he's averaging 22 wins a season, like when with Florida and Louisiana Tech, respectfully. And then he's also got the SEC Coach of the Year in 2017. He has 142 wins when he was at Florida. This is somebody who knows how to coach in the end, in the SEC and knows how to handle it. He may not be on par with Tom Crean as far as basketball IQ goes, but whenever I see how Mike White interacts with the players, you could tell that this is a guy who knows how to rally everybody around him and get the full maximum capabilities out of him in each game. And when you talk to players about Mike White, what what kind of message are they sending you? Dude, they just love the guy. And that kind of effect showed itself immediately. Uh, Georgia started 11-3, and which was not expected based on how they played last year. What were your takeaways from that hot start of the season? So when you look at the beginning of the season, especially at the SEC tip-off event that they had at the beginning of the season, Mike White made it very clear that he wanted this team to be better on the defensive side of the ball. And I feel like that's one of the things that you can see in each game. You have dudes out there hustling. You have dudes getting scrappy. You have dudes fighting for rebounds. So defensively, they have, have improved. Um, and then earlier in the season, you know, all these guys are new to Georgia and haven't really played together that well. But while they were winning, you could see, like, they're kind of melding together well. They're playing together well. Um Another one is just, like, look at the production coming off the bench. Like, at the, around the beginning of the season, it was Justin Hill, Jabri coming off the bench. Mardrez came off the bench recently, and they have just been outproducing some of the other teams coming off the bench. Was there a game or a moment early in the season where you were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be different this year? The This is maybe a bad answer, but... It was the Georgia Tech game. I know they lost that game, but that was such a close game, such an exciting game. And then when you look at the turnaround afterwards where they went four straight wins, including a win over Auburn, um, that was just the, the game and that stretch of, stretch of games that I was like, okay, this is, a, this is a different UGA basketball team. So that Auburn game was like the stretch of Georgia's conference schedule. But before that, the non-conference schedule, who was their best player from that, from that run? I think it's easily Terry Roberts. He is, I would say, probably Georgia's best offensive player. And I want to say he's led over half of those non-conference games as far as scoring points. I just think Terry Roberts was probably the MVP during that non-conference schedule. Was there an unsung player on the team who you think contributed a lot to their success? I really like Jabri Abdur-Rahim. I think that that man has the best shot on the team. I think he's the most exciting dude from three. We saw that in the Vandy game, even though that's, you know, conference play. Uh, another dude that I actually really enjoyed watching was Jason Holt. He struggled a little bit early as far as, like, you know, playing defense, but the more he's gotten, more playing time he's got, he's just been a defensive leader on the team. 
You mentioned the Auburn game, which began Georgia's SEC schedule. They won three out of four to start that. And then they had a little bit of a rough stretch. There was a brutal second half against Kentucky. They couldn't find any answers against Tennessee. What what went wrong for them during that time? Well, I mean, you look at that Kentucky game, you saw Georgia actually fight in the first half. They went into the half with a lead. But then in the second half, the crowd just got super loud. Oscar Shibway started doing his thing. And you could see the frustration on the, uh, like on, like with the players. And then with that Tennessee game, like, yes, they are one of the better teams in the SEC, but they are also one of the best teams in the nation. They were just wreaking havoc uh, against Georgia. And especially on the road, it's a, it's a tough environment to win in. Looking ahead, Georgia's obviously only playing SEC opponents from here on out. Uh, what stretch of games do you think should worry them the most? There's two. The one that they're currently on right now where they're going to be at Auburn and at Texas A&M, um, and then another one where they have back-to-back road games with Alabama and Arkansas. You know, Auburn's a tough opponent. Alabama's an extremely tough opponent. Um, and if they want to win those games, they really just have to complete, completely eliminate the crowd noise. They have to just play ball. Um, they need to keep their emotions in check um, and just be competitive. If Georgia loses in those stretches, what do you think is going to be the reason? What, 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 what do you think they're going to struggle with? It's hard to say, but I think probably the obvious answer is just going to be offensive production. I think they're a great defensive team. When you look at them, they're probably the most improved defensive team, if not the most improved defensive team in all of college basketball. Um, I think it just really comes down to their offensive efficiency. If they can get some shots from behind the arc, if they can get some tough plays in the paint and just play well from the free throw line. So along that line of offensive production, who's going to be that X factor that really rallies the team and gets them going on that side of the ball? I think it's going to be Terry. Uh, You notice like when he is on, so is the rest of the team. And I just think it really comes down to how well Terry Roberts plays and how efficient he is with the ball in his hand. What do you think the ceiling for this team is? I think the ceiling for this team is most likely going to be the NIT. Um, It would take a lot for Georgia to have an NCAA tournament berth. Um, You know, they would have to, you know, beat Kentucky at home. They would have to beat Alabama on the road. And then depending who they match up with in the SEC tournament, they would need to win games against people like Tennessee, um, which is going to be a very difficult task for them. Um, so I think NIT is most likely where we're going to see the dogs. You mentioned the SEC tournament. Uh, Georgia's obviously going to try to make that, try to compete very heavily. Uh, who is your pick to win the SEC tournament? I'm going to have to go with Alabama. I think Alabama has just been dominating everybody that they have played. Um, so if I had to make a pick, I'm going with Alabama. Thanks for coming on the show, Sam. It was a pleasure being here. Now, we're joined by Bo Underwood, one of the Red and Blacks reporters on the women's basketball beat. Welcome to the show, Bo. Thank you for having me, John. The women's team kind of started the season in a similar situation to the men's team. New coach, new scheme, a whole lot of new players. Um, What did you notice from the way they started the year? I think what jumped out to me the most um, as they started the year before conference play was how quickly the team was able to establish an identity just as a basketball team while also being a, like you said, just a pretty much a completely new team. Um, they were shooting a lot of mid-range jumpers at the start of the year. They weren't taking a whole lot of threes, and they were playing tough on defense and forcing a lot of turnovers. And I think as they've started SEC play, 
those are all things that have still stayed true to this team and have been things that define what this team looks like. Did that new identity come from the coach entirely? Was it the players? What, what was the cause of that new culture? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, um, you know, Coach Abe came from UCF, brought a lot of people with her. She brought Diamond Battles. She brought Alicia Lewis. She brought Brittany Smith. Um, those are all super seniors who have a report with each other and with Coach Abe. So it was a new team, but at the same time, there are pieces on this team that have played together previously and have built that kind of chemistry. So I think it made it easier for this team to acclimate with each other. Speaking of that acclimation, team won seven straight games to open the year. What was going right for them? Um, I, I think the answer is pretty simply just defense. Because um, there are a few games early on in the year where Georgia had some pretty shaky shooting performances. Um, Jacksonville State game was rough. The Wisconsin game was pretty rough. But they were able to win the games just because of how hard they played on defense. With Jacksonville State... Georgia shot 36%. Jacksonville State shot 23%. Wisconsin, same thing. They shot around 30%. And then there were games earlier in the earlier in the year when Georgia's offense was clicking, like against Kennesaw State. They looked unstoppable. They won that game by almost 40 points. So I think that was what went right for them early on in the year. On the other side of the ball, you mentioned Brittany Smith and Diamond Battles to a Coach Abe's transfer students from UCF. Both of them reached the 1,000-point milestone. What effect have they had on the team this year? Um, well, on the court, Diamond Battles is definitely the go-to scorer, um, the go-to facilitator on the perimeter. She does a lot of the ball handling. The ball is in her hands a lot of the time, and Brittany Smith is, without a doubt, the best scorer in the paint. Um, she was very aggressive early on in the year, backing people down, finding high-percentage looks, and is probably also the team's best rim protector on defense. And... Um, Beyond the court, obviously, I'm not in the locker room or anything, but I do think that the those two players, the report they must have with Coach Abe as fifth-year seniors, um, that veteran presence and that leadership that they bring to the locker room has got to be pretty valuable to this team. Outside of those two, who do you think the third option is on this team? Who do you think that the safety blanket is when things go wrong? I, I have two answers for this. Um, I think... One player that I really like a lot, she's had a really good year, has been Javin Nicholson. Um, off the bench, she is a very good mid-range shooter, very consistent, and she's probably also the best rebounder on the team. She's She leads the team in rebounds right now off the bench, which is very impressive. Um, she does a lot of good things in the mid-range game. I also I think the best creator on the perimeter, but aside from Diamond Battles, is Alicia Lewis, another UCF transfer. She's the best... Uh, creator on the perimeter on the team I'd say from deep she went four or five for three against Missouri basically willed Georgia to victory in that game and you know that was a game where Battles was having an off game Smith wasn't shooting a ball as much and Alicia Lewis was able to really step up so I think we can if we can continue to see that throughout the year um, it could things could get pretty exciting the team's SEC schedule didn't quite start out in the best kind of fashion. There was a lot of trouble on offense. There was a little bit of trouble on defense. What do you think was the biggest cause of concern for Georgia in those games? I think the biggest issue was just that those shooting struggles that I was talking about from before the conference play started, those kind of caught up to them. They weren't able to get away with shooting 30% from the field against you know a Tennessee like they would against Jacksonville State. So... That was the biggest problem, I think. They shot really poorly against Ole Miss. They had a game against Texas A&M where um, Texas A&M's five-star freshman, 
number three recruit in the country, had been out since November and was not on the injury report. And then she came out and played and dropped 24 and 10, which was just such a bizarre loss. So when things like that start happening and you're not shooting the ball well, you're going to have a rough time in the SEC. Do you think Alicia Lewis is a solution to that? How do you think they can overcome their shooting struggles? I think if she gets more opportunities um, and she gets more shots, more plays drawn up for her, she could definitely be sort of a spark plug for this team. Um, she has a lot of potential. Chloe Chapman shoots a lot of threes. She hasn't been making as many this year. I think she shoots in, in the 20s from deep. But if Alicia Lewis can get it going from deep and get more opportunities, I think it could definitely warm the rest of the team up, space the floor out better, and we could see some of those issues start to kind of be mitigated. What is the confidence level around the team going into this SEC schedule? I would say it's it's just strange because they've struggled so much with perimeter shooting all year that it's it's really hard to say that they're going to turn it around and they're going to start dominating in the SEC. But they did just have a huge win against a pretty good Mississippi State team where they held them to 34 points. And that was a team that is, I think, sitting at 15 and 8. So not a, you know, not a cupcake by any means. They just need to start shooting better from deep. I think they had a game, they had two games against Tennessee and Ole Miss where they shot a combined one of 25 from three. And you cannot do that in conference play. And unless things like that start to turn around, um, I think we'll probably start to see more of the same in the SEC. I asked Sam this, so I'm going to ask you too. Who do you think is going to be the biggest factor in turning it around for Georgia in that final stretch? So this might come as a surprise because she is probably regarded as the team's second-best player, but Brittany Smith has been sort of inconsistent lately. She had a really rough game against Texas A&M. She struggled struggled lately in these last few games. She had a pretty good game against Missouri, but I think she took seven shots, 10 points, 5-7 shooting. She just hasn't been as aggressive um, as she was earlier in the season in terms of getting down in the post, finding easy looks, um, getting rebounds, blocking shots. It's just that same tenacity on the inside hasn't really been there lately, and it needs to come back for Georgia's inside presence to really be what it should be. So I would like to see her sort of step up and play with more fire. And then another name that I um, think could be a huge factor on defense is Audrey Warren. She has potential to be a huge disruptor on the perimeter. She made some huge plays down the stretch this season, especially against Florida. She had a huge deal that pretty much won that game. So they're going to need to start playing with more fire inside, and Georgia's going to need to start knocking down more shots from deep. When Brittany Smith hasn't had her best games, has it just been that aggressiveness, or have teams been like handling her differently on the defensive side of the ball? She had a really rough game against A&M where I, she shot one of nine, and that was I think she was, she was facing a lot of doubles in that game. It was just tough for her to develop to find the same looks that she usually finds. But even after that game, it's just looked like she's not really looking for the same shots that she usually is. And I don't, I don't know what the cause of that is. It, it is pretty weird. She has, she's looked like a different player lately, but Missouri showed, she showed signs of promise. Um, she wasn't taking a ton of shots, but when she was, she was making them and she was finding some easy looks inside. So I'm optimistic about Brittany Smith. I think she'll turn it around pretty soon, especially after that Missouri game. But it is a it is a strange um, wrinkle that this team has been dealing with lately. All right, Bo, final question. What is the ceiling for this team? Can they make the NCAA tournament? I think this is a team that plays very hard, has a defined identity, like I've said, which, and that's not something that's true for every team, especially not in the SEC, especially not when your whole starting lineup is transfers and seniors 
I think there are way too many question marks for this team in terms of their perimeter shooting. It's been it's been pretty bad all year, and that's putting it generously. I do think that this team has the ability to make some noise in the SEC tournament, but I would leave it at that. Just because of there's they're they're not efficient enough on offense to really be able to play forty minutes with some of these teams in the SEC. But they play hard enough, and they play an inspired enough defense to where I think they can win a couple games in the SEC tournament. Looking at the rest of the SEC, is it just South Carolina and the rest, or are there more contenders in that bunch? I think LSU has a, ha, can make some serious noise nationally. They're, they're, right now they're 21-0. They play Georgia on Thursday. Um, they have Angel Reese is having a monster year. She's averaging 23-16, and 16, which that's leading the SEC in points and rebounds. And South Carolina, yes, South Carolina is South Carolina. But I think Angel Reese has and LSU have the potential to surprise a lot of people. And I'm interested to see how that unfolds late in the season with those two teams. Thanks for coming on the show, Bo. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Between the Headphones. I'm John James. You can find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts and at redandblack.com. For even more Georgia sports coverage, visit redandblack.com slash sports. We'll tee it up between the headphones again next week.